Two Rational Passions presents. I am Alex O'Neill, one of your many presenters. And joining me, as per usual, I would say, my partner in podcast, Mr. Brian Nobishan Jackson. Yep. It's us. We've reconvened again. And and you know what? It's important that we have these quarterly chats about what the hell the PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X are going to be because, you know, there, there's a lot that changes constantly, apparently. Um, I'm trying to think, uh, we're going to talk about next gen today. Hello, welcome to Rational Passions Presents, Nam Shai 101, talking about stuff. It's great. You've been here before, follow us on Twitter, you know the business. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, next gen again, soon to be this gen. Have you thought about that, Nam We're in the, the final days of, supposedly, of the PS4 and Xbox One. Yeah, we're literally like a month away, so it's not even that far. Yeah. Um, we were recording this on October 15th. For those listening, in case this comes out a little late. Um, so about a month out from next gen, Xbox made some big moves. They bought Bethesda. I think we're going to talk about that a lot today. Um, PlayStation showed off what the UI looks like. And then there are Xbox Series X out there that people are using and playing and demoing and recording video and uploading of backwards compatible stuff. Um, and I guess just one that I know of. Series X game, which Dirt 5 out there. Um, so th- there's a lot of information out there, and it's time to check in and talk about what's going on. Uh, how are you feeling, Nabashin? What, what are your thoughts? Where do you want to start? Uh, I think I'm going to talk about the Series X. Um, mm-hmm. Because, like, um, I think for me personally, um, and it's weird it took this long, because, like, you know, like, it, it, it always seemed like... Um, like I would eventually get a Series X, but like I just didn't think like um well, well basically like when they released their information about their backwards compatible stuff and like how how much they're doing for that as far as like because like it, it's, it's similar to like um what kind of sold me on buying an Xbox um One X is just like um the effort and like the the level of care they put into um like just enhancing their older video games that they made on the 360 or Xbox era and just like just pretty much like bringing it up to like even somewhat modern standards not exactly modern but like um uh to a better standpoint and like for me um like actually seeing it with my own eyes like like through digital foundry and like whatever places we're doing previews of it or whatever about like um how they're doing backwards compatibility and like how much effort they put into that almost almost to the point where it's because it's funny right it's like it's at a point now where it's like they're totally speaking to me specifically me and you too obviously um of of like uh the type of gamer and the type of thing that i want as far as like um playing my video games or at least playing my old video games i don't know what to say and like um like like they they totally sold me on this fucking thing now um just the just the way yeah. that they showed it off um you know playing hdr and older games like like boosting up these older games so they could be something more significant and like if they can if they were like 
variable as far as their frame rate now that's going to have a fucking steady frame rate now and it's like this stuff like that like that which was part of the xbox one one x but like they've gone even further beyond about with that which is like like i remember saying on the show like when uh when he when he said publicly like they were going to stop just putting new games on the xbox um one x um for backwards compatibility and like it stopped enhancing games i was like oh man that's a bummer because like like that's the best thing about the system this thing i loved about this system and like to see what that team did as far as for the series x now to enhance to enhance it even more like they're the same games but they, they're enhancing it even more they're going to step beyond with it um fucking this totally speaks to me um yeah. it, and, and and i think like in your defense and and it's kind of where i was at too like there was just like a level of cynicism in me of like okay but will it be like that on day one? Like, and seeing it just like actually is because like I I had a question of like when is that HDR for three sixty games and backwards compatible games like this kind of auto HDR is that going to be available at launch and everything? And it was so like ready that it's just like as soon as people got their hands on it and they were doing it, it's like yeah that's there it's it's working it happens it's like okay yeah like all this stuff is just going to be there it's going to work how you want it to work yeah exactly and like um to like sort of like go against what i'm saying like it's almost to the point now that they put so much effort into that that like almost in a way that like um because we see what their um current launch lineup that they have currently right now and obviously they're ju- they're just now getting started like um and that and i think halo was supposed to be the thing that really like was supposed to be like the thing it's like hey this is what series x is we're we're not just relying on like old stuff we're not just relying on um third party stuff we have our own like we, we we're 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 ascending as a video game company as well basically um yeah and like I guess that really shows how like how important Halo was at first to try to come out at launch, because um, yeah. it's really showing now where it's just like, oh, like when is like the next thing? Obviously, it's the medium uh, in December, but like, um, but like, <laughs> I, I think the medium is is such a hard sell for so many people, and that's the bummer though. I think it, that game looks rad, mm-hmm. but it's just you know it's no filler for Halo. Yeah, and this like like when is the next thing? Is it literally wait until Halo until like, um the system can actually show its stuff as far as like xbox series x games um mm. and like I, that's that's a, that's a detractor like i'm like you know like I'm, I'm not like really saying stuff against it but like i do see that in as well like if you don't give a fuck about backwards compatibility, back, backwards compatibility and if you're someone who's like hey i'm always onto the new thing um you know like who cares about mass effect 2 I'm, I'm i'm ready for the next mass effect game when you put that out then like that's all i care about yeah um then like you know, like when you see something when your competition is doing something with like, sure, Demon Souls is an old game, but like it's remade is new and like Spider Man. It's new to so many people. Yeah, you know? and you just you just say Spider Man and that'll fuck people to that thing. And it's like when you have something like that in comparison, like it's kind of a hard sell. So it is still a hard sell, but like I I do appreciate that over this generation we've seen the 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 philosophies of these two companies kind of like really really solidify and the launch of these next generation consoles are literally those philosophies to a t right like the the sell of the xbox isn't any one game it is hundreds of games that you get just by having it Mm -hmm. Uh, because at the very least every xbox is going to have some level of a trial for game pass right and then 
on the other end, you get like the prestige games that you would expect from PlayStation that speak to so many people and speak to the people that really like PlayStation and like the idea of a prestige brand. Uh, and you have at least two of those on day one. So like, I, 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 I'm so excited to see how this is going to go. You know, like this, this is really going to, we're, we're going to know, I think a lot about the, the broader video game population as we see like the next six months of these consoles. Uh, the pick your brain a little, Alex. Like, I this literally just came to my mind. Like, um, because mm-hmm. I heard this somewhere before too, but like, um, I can't really like circle back where maybe Max said or something like that. I don't know, but like, um, do you think that Sony now, like, as a company, is basically just doing the Nintendo route in general, or is this like to a certain extent, whereas like, um, anything that we make personally like like or are, are they trying to go for that i should say whereas like when it's like when it's a sony made game you know it's quality you know it's going to be an eight or above you know that's going to be uh something that speaks to you even if you don't know what this brand is just because we have our logo in front of it and say it's from playstation studios um do you think if they're going somewhat more the, the nintendo route for um their games were like well because like the the problem is like you know like nintendo believes in that so much that they never discount their games so like but yeah. but playstation will never won't do that they'll obviously go down to like yeah they've got the greatest hits light up right they've got solutions to that yeah but like do you think that's like where they're trying to like set their place at now maybe and and maybe it's like a like a japanese development thing japanese video game industry mentality and i i think maybe prestige is, is a big part of that and and obviously secrecy and, and kind of having these surprise moments. and I. But, like, my thing is, if you look at Nintendo now, and obviously, like, maybe Nintendo of the GameCube era, sure. Uh, but if you look at Nintendo now, like, we, we see the strong arm of their first-party titles, but then, like, they have such a great indie team, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Like, their indie support team, they, like, in just three years with the Switch, they, like, outpaced Xbox and playstation's indie teams like which is crazy because like, like everyone was saying it like crazy. it was it was going to be like xbox will be the next indie guy but like this like switch just overtook that and, and, and they're like a close second yeah because with like, game pass you know that's where you would go to play these indie games now totally and, and like half of the the nintendo games that are like those you see announced and shadow dropped on switch come out on game pass sometimes even at the same time like spirit fair but then we've got like into the breach still only on switch still can only play that on that platform is mm-hmm. still it is a phenomenal game um and, and it is like so quintessential i think to like this last five years of any games i would say um and hades another great example that'll certainly come to other platforms but uh like the biggest indie exclusive that playstation's had is splunky 2 which is huge but you know i i just doesn't compare to like the 12 that nintendo has right um, so yeah, like I, I think if you look at them now, Nintendo has figured out how to do third party and it's by cultivating the people that played their games when they were younger and being like, Hey, like, let's help you guys make games now too. Um, and clearly like, there's so much kinship there. Like it, it is a match made in heaven. Like Nintendo is so family appeals to everyone appeals to, to, you know, non gender conformity, non like heteronormative people Mm -hmm. and like now we're seeing like those kinds of games take bigger spotlights on their platform and it's great and i just don't think playstation has has an equivalent and then when you look at their 
first party games, it's like Days Gone, M rated, you know, Last of Us Part Two, M rated, Ghost of Tsushima. I think that's T maybe, but I think it might be M rated, right? Like it's you know I, I know that doesn't really make a difference to us, and it, it's easy to lose yourself in the conversation, but it's easy for me to remember like. I had no means of accessing those games for a very long time and how frustrated that was. And, and that alienated me from a lot of Xbox games um, that like Halo and stuff that I couldn't play at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I understand that's probably not going to matter as much going into a digital space, I guess. But like, I, I think, you know, that, that can affect that, that it certainly gives off a vibe, right? Nintendo's games appeal to everyone still. And PlayStation's games, I think, appeal to PlayStation fans. Mm. But maybe Xbox fans too. Maybe they're 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 converting over. I will say though, because I I had a thought too of like, um, thinking about the futures of of these games or of these these consoles and these franchises. Like, there is a I do have like this kind of background more confidence in the Series X, even knowing that they're far away, but knowing that stuff like Fable. And and the the Elder Scrolls looking like game, mm-hmm. um, uh, but like like knowing that those things exist and and that Halo is is probably it's probably farther away now, but um, but but is on the horizon. Like it doesn't feel like when the Xbox One launched and like I was looking at Rise Son of Row and I was like I don't even know what Xbox is. It doesn't feel like that this time around it feels like the series x is going to have like a, a really strong future as well mm. which i know is not gonna make a difference out of the gate but it's comforting now yeah um one of the one of the big things we wanted to talk about was bethesda which happened like what feels like 300 years ago <laughs> <laughs> but it was like i think three weeks ago um how did you feel when you heard about this that that microsoft bought bethesda because i honestly was like is this real <laughs> the first the uh, the first article i checked i had to double check yeah like like it, it was a crazy thing it was like um like it, it was like one of those things where it's like oh man this this is this changes everything and it changes everything in a, in a lot of ways um i feel it changes like pretty much the whole outlook of how you will look at a company like microsoft which where what they wouldn't do it for like the last few years is like seemingly like not really getting out of games but like more like um we're spreading our we're spreading our stuff everywhere so like it doesn't really matter what what exclusives we have like game pass will be on everything we'll survive we'll be fine type of thing the like the complacency that it seemed like xbox was having though it's good complacency as far as like you know being customer friendly and stuff like that you didn't think they were actually like going for it but now like this is like something like saying like oh you give a shit you give a shit so hard that you bought you bought the Elder Scrolls company basically <laughs> in like um yeah. like one of the most you bought Skyrim yeah you literally did it yeah you bought <laughs> one of the most beloved things in video games period and so like so like you can have you're like you're 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 finally putting your stake in the ground saying like we're staying in the video games industry as far as like not like you're getting out of the industry i said that wrong but like more of like you're making you're staking your claims and saying like hey we give a shit and like we are we're fighting for our motherfucking lives and we're gonna be here and like hey like sure playstation has like the third party sir sir they don't have this third party type of thing (laughs) yeah there's no equivalent of this because like it's, um, it's it's crazy to think like um when you really think about it like how like because like like i said it, that's why I, that's how when we talked about it on the show like um uh, like fallout and elder scrolls and doom to even to a certain extent are like 
such big properties. Like there's like maybe like 10 properties in the world where like, like, like literally in the world where it's like, you could, you can't say it's not that big. You can't say uncharted that big or something like that, but you could say yeah. something like, wow's that big maybe, or like Mario's that big, maybe sort of Sonic. No, I wouldn't put Sonic there, but like, you know, I will put Elder Scrolls and Fallout in that, in that space. 100% and saying something that's, yeah, Call of Duty, yeah right? something like, kind so of, kind of big that. that's like, like you know, like you can't even like grasp how many people, how many people love that, have that series. Like when, and I remember because we were doing the podcast at the time, right? And every every hour of the podcast set in my brain permanently forever. No, um, but I do remember us talking about how well Skyrim sold out the gate, and like this is you got to remember in 2011, it was very different. You know, <laughs> like there. Elder Scrolls was huge, but like I don't think even Bethesda could near anticipate how big it was. Right, right. Like Skyrim sold like over ten million units before the end of November that year, and maybe even in in its first two weeks. And it was like nothing on except for like GTA Four had sold like that, and 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 certain Nintendo games and certain Wii games like. Third-party games on on PS3 360 did well, but like that was really buck wild, um, and and like I think that started honestly the trend of of those big games, those big third-party games doing numbers like that because really it was just Call of Duty doing stuff like that mm-hmm. up until then, mm-hmm. and and it changed like it changed my perspective as someone who is covering like that we that was the second year of us doing the podcast and. Call of Duty sold 25, 23, 22 million units or whatever, and it's like that's untouchable. And then here comes this fantasy game that sold half of that. It's it really was like, okay, this is like a big deal, and like this appeals to people, and this brand is recognized by people in a way that I, I took for granted before, I guess. So like, you know, think of nine years later and they announced Elder Scrolls Six just last year, uh, or two years ago, whatever it was. Um, twelve years ago, I could have been. I don't know. <laughs> um, and and like that game is gonna do bananas. <laughs> like I am absolutely certain. If it looks kind of like Skyrim and it's a new area and it's bigger and it's got quests, like that game's gonna do fucking buck wild. Mm-hmm. Um, and and that's exciting. And like that's a Microsoft game now. Even and we like we immediately texted it <laughs> that day about like so it, what's gonna be exclusive and what's not mm-hmm. like. And, and I'm sure we'll hash it out here, but like, it doesn't make sense. I think to make maybe Elder Scrolls, honestly, we can talk about it, but maybe Elder Scrolls is the exception. But like Fallout and stuff, like I, I feel like if you, if you've established it as like this third party game, just taking it away from PlayStation makes Microsoft the villain. Yeah, and and they're all about putting their games on as many platforms as possible. And at the end of the day, they're still going to make money off of it. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the thing. Like, every PlayStation 5 copy of Elder Scrolls 6 or whatever sold is still money in Microsoft's pocket at the end of the day. Not as much, but some. Yeah. Uh, and, like, um, and, and like I was saying on, on, um, on our show, like, um, like, there's, there's certain things that are just too big. Minecraft is too big of a thing to, like, to somewhat take that away. Maybe maybe like minecraft dungeons could have got away with like being like an exclusive to xbox and like no one would really care well to yeah. a certain extent but like i feel like there's there's just certain things that are just like you know like they're they're they're, they're just way too big like gta would be the same thing like if like if sony bought gta and like they made that an exclusive that would be like some complete bullshit 
in a way. Yeah. But like at the same time, it will be like it's so. But I could also see them doing. I would believe that they would do that yeah. more than I would believe Microsoft would do that. <laughs> yeah, but like at the same time too, they like, did do it. They did it with Final Fantasy 16. What are we even saying? Yeah, like, like they literally <laughs> did this. <laughs> so, I was about to say too because like it's so funny too because like I like I think we're almost in, um, indoctrinated in this way of thinking because like oh GTA 3 used to be on PlayStation 2 so it makes sense that Sony will buy them and it makes sense to be like exclusive but like no it doesn't make sense the exclusives are dumb um, yeah, if, if you can help it <laughs> like type of thing so like no 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 it shouldn't be that way um, yeah like if you could play Mario Odyssey on Xbox I'd be stoked like I, that would not make me disheartened at all and, I, and I, I know there's a lot of people that it would and I feel like I get it, but you're you're kind of missing the point of like just enjoying a thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we we always just got to put that first. And I think Microsoft has established very well that that is what they're putting first. Like I was like dumbfounded that they put Will of the Wisps on Switch one because I, I'm surprised it runs on it. And I I haven't seen how well it runs, but I I assume well enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, but two because I, I really thought like. They were done with that, and I feel like between Will of the Wisps and and uh, Blind Forest, like they had said, no, we're not putting any more games on Switch. Like we put Cuphead and Blind Forest in there, and that's it. And then they just, you know, surprise Shadow dropped it on Switch. Like right, it was like the day. You know, it's so wild to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and and of course, like because Microsoft doesn't care; they just want people to play their games. At the end of the day, Moon Studios gets the paycheck from Microsoft or whatever, right? But but like more people get to play their game, and I think those people are. It, it's very like people first, and and I think that's just what they've established. Maybe I'm not saying that Sony's anti people, <laughs> but <laughs> uh, I think I think there is definitely more of a slant of like protecting their prestige, right? Like that always comes first to Sony. Mm. They have to protect their their understanding of themselves, and and I think Nintendo used to be like that, but maybe they've they've really softened on that. Yeah, I mean, fucking look at Steve in Minecraft and. I feel like he's like, yeah, this is definitely new era Nintendo uh, that would do this. It's great. Yeah. I think it's a good thing. So what what's going to be exclusive out of Bethesda's lineup? Zenimax's lineup. I mean, like, uh, like, like pretty much how, like, like I said, like I just feel like at least the the two I I feel like at least should be third party. It's just um, Elder Scrolls and Sky, um, Elder Scrolls and Fallout. But, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I think, like pre, not really a diss, but kind of a diss to like the rest of Bethesda stuff. Is like um, you know, like those are the only ones that really matter. And like, it, sure, because like I even said like on the show, I said like um, Doom, like Doom should be like multi platform as well. But like when you really think about it, it's still not. It's not Skyrim. It's not Fallout. No, it's like twenty million to two million yeah. is what we're talking. Yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah, and 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 it's it sucks to put it in in terms like that, but I, I think they, if if there's reasonable doubt on the impact, like negative impact that you know Microsoft might lend those to exclusive. My thing about Elder Scrolls is because I, I feel like they've it it is almost an Xbox branded thing, and I feel like I could just see the like the Microsoft press conference where Todd Howard comes out and is just like, we've always thought of the Elder Scrolls as part of the Microsoft <laughs> family, you know? <laughs> and like, 
Like, like we th- we feel like our audience is, and at the end of the day, if it's Xbox and PC, like honestly, that that really is, I think that audience, and it, certainly there will be very angry PlayStation Five owners, but like, there's probably angry uh, Xbox owners about Final Fantasy Sixteen. So, um, I I, I could see that <laughs> uh, being being I, the one. I, I don't think that's apples and oranges though. Yeah, true. I mean, they're very different things. Um, and but I I. I think those two things like speak to those brands. Like the Xbox brand, I definitely associate Elder Scrolls more with. Yes. And the PlayStation brand, I definitely associate Final Fantasy more with. Mm-hmm. I would see, I, I would believe both of those being locked out as exclusives. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Uh, even 100%. if it is a wild thing. Yeah. Um, but I, I think if the mindset of the people is, it, they could, they'll buy it, they'll believe it, it makes enough sense to them. They'll do it and just take the heat, because why not? So, in that in that mind of thinking, then like, if if Microsoft were to acquire like uh, a Japanese, I just studio. sounded like Brandon Jones so much. I just sorry, I was just thinking like, God, I just Jones the <laughs> hell out of that, <laughs> and I, I do love it. Um, but yeah, in that way of thinking, like, um, if um. Microsoft were to acquire Japanese a Japanese studio. Does that even make sense for that company? Because like Bethesda yeah. makes sense, but does that make sense in the other way around for a Japanese company? If they acquired Sega, if they if they have Yakuza and in Persona, even for that matter, because that would that would <sighs> yeah, be Persona, man. That would be... like does that does that make sense for that company to do that when you're talking like maybe like a couple million seller and like the place where it's supposed to drive the most in a way, you know, they're not, it's probably I, not going to drive. There. I don't, I don't think they could do it, dude. Cause PlayStation could do it. Like you, you were talking about, I'm sure we'll talk about PlayStation, the idea of PlayStation buying Capcom. We can talk about that later, mm. but, um, I, I think they could do that for a Japanese company like that, but I don't think Microsoft could. Cause honestly, and we haven't talked about it, but that my first reaction when I saw this news, I, it was like, you know, it kind of made my stomach sink because mm-hmm. it, it it was very much the Disney buying Fox thing is like ah, big company gets bigger, man. Like I, it, it never feels good, even if like you know generally Microsoft is is a well respected company and they're not super skeevy. Um, you know, it's always like a feeling of like buying your way into this just doesn't feel like the right way to do it. Yeah. But but the, the, that being said, kind of like what we talked about, like the mindshare of Bethesda as a Microsoft thing, it made enough sense that I I think I kind of allowed it in my head. Yeah, it, it makes but, a, it makes sense in that. I think the, I think out of all the companies, honestly, that makes the most sense is Bethesda. the most sense. For, yes, for sure. Yeah, because like um, um like we were talking like if um if they did like a a PlayStation Battle um, PlayStation All Stars Battle Royale version of Xbox and like. Um, you know, you'll have the guy from Skyrim, you have Doom Guy, and you'll have Halo Master Chief. please. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's like, like it, it, it fits a lot more in that in that space. I feel so. Like, so, so let's say, let's say this then. It would still, it would still feel like not. Yeah, not completely there. Like not there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, let me get to this point before I get to the other point. But like, um, yeah. Like so, like would so like what what's what's a good compromise then? Do you think a compromise would be maybe they make their own studio in Japan? Just like make just make yes. just make a new studio and like just 
just pretty much make their own games from Japanese developers from there. Like, I don't know. They, it wouldn't be Platinum. Now, I would say, like, something that they had, like, done things with in the past, like, partnered with in the past, wouldn't be Platinum because they had fallen out. And, and mm-hmm. I think, like, if anyone's going to buy Platinum, it's Nintendo, honestly, at this point. Um, and so, so, like, it would have to be either that they made their own studio with, like, people that made sense or like they bought a studio that they had clearly worked with or it was something a new studio was independently making itself like i, I think of tabata studio which doesn't exist anymore right right um but like if that if like we found out that some uh, some japanese developer left their big company started their own studio and then we found out that they that had been bought by microsoft mm-hmm. that would also work yeah and that that's like an opportunity pool. That's kind of like what uh, that's basically what PlayStation did with Kojima, um, and and I think that would have to make the most sense. Yeah, uh, but yeah, if if they bought Sega, I think it would just be like mm, they're buying stuff just to to force things under their umbrella, and that's not that doesn't make me feel good. Um, but like uh, but like the other thing I wanted to mention it was like um. It's because like they're just they're just not there yet as far as like um like the All Stars Royal thing like um because it's like um sure we have all these new properties there but like it it, it does it still kind of feels like because like <laughs> it, it's weird to say but like they feel like they bought their they bought their love type of thing mm-hmm. um because like like I was saying with that it was like um. It doesn't feel like something's like purely Microsoft, but something that's purely loved and something that's game of the year category. Like, you know, we have our gears, we have our Forza, we have our Halo. We 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 associate with that with Xbox. We know that that's their brand. We know that they're beloved for being Xbox brands. And like obviously, but that's like one of the biggest things that um makes the most sense that to be um part of that uh, repertoire as well. But like I still like it, it it doesn't like really like mesh with the same way like um PlayStation has like with Uncharted and like um uh, The Last of Us and like uh like Ratchet and Clank and stuff like that. There's a, there's a there's a certain like cohesiveness in it. Not really like a cinematic universe, but like they they all like kind of like fit in that Sony mode and like it almost feels like uh Microsoft is putting like like not not necessarily a square in a in a circle peg, but like more of like uh, I guess Play-Doh in a, <laughs> in a pig <laughs> to kind of like just make it like to shape it into their own and like make it fit type of thing. Yeah, yeah. Something malleable. Yeah, I don't know. I, I wonder if that's just because we've seen like ads with all these characters together for 10 years mm-hmm. on the PlayStation side. And that like in 10 years on the Microsoft side, this will be moot because we've been fucking seeing Fable Bro and, and Dova King hanging out for 10 years. <laughs> I mean, because like this, uh, is, this is like the immediate right now, but like, because like, yeah, it, we're talking about this like in two years now, you know, they, they'll have their brands, they'll have their, their series, they'll have their own things that they built up to like say, like, hey, this is this is what Microsoft Studios looks like. This is what we are. This is these are the the avatars that you look at are like the people that you know from these series. And like, it's like, yeah. Uh, I guess day like, two guy, yeah, we love you. Thirty <laughs> K three, I think they're on. Yeah, now. that'd be three. Um, I I guess like I am because Microsoft has at least earned my benefit of the doubt. I'm just I'm okay like giving them a year to see what that looks like first before I, I kind of 
let that that kind of this doesn't mesh together feeling sit with me. Mm. It definitely is like it's never going to be what PlayStation has. Certainly, like PlayStation has gone has worked tirelessly for decades to make their you know symbols and their brands really really matter. And I think they've done a good job, right? Like, yeah, certainly I have problems with like the cult of PlayStation vibe. But I I do think that you know like they they have a very recognizable characters and like even you see Kratos and you, you just know it's a PlayStation character. You see Spider Man now and you think of PlayStation. You think of Sony still. Um. So yeah, I I think I want to see how Microsoft makes their own thing, and I don't know what that thing's gonna look like, but hopefully different. The initiative. Like, Ninten- Nintendo also has their own thing, and it's Smash Brothers, right? Like that can be the moment where you're like, oh, Nintendo mm-hmm. as a whole, uh, and and it's great. Um. So yeah, I I'm excited to see. Like may- maybe it's just like Game Pass ads or stuff like that 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 really starts to to unify and bring that imagery together. But like I think there is a lot of room for them to make like a, a I don't want to say cool branding because it sounds like a fucking sellout thing to say. But like <laughs> I you know you know I, I everybody's been retweeting like that Xbox uh, Series X ad that that's out there. Which is a cool ad, and I'm like, I watch it. I'm like, whatever, <laughs> because I'm cynical and broken. But in my heart, I I do want like I want to see like those characters come together in a cool way that makes me excited about Xbox because like those things are so unifying and and they can feel really they can pull you together and they can pull people different types of people together. Uh, and and Nintendo certainly done that with with their their roster of characters. Um and. So I, I'm excited to see that made into a thing. Like, I want to see them create that before us and see how that goes. It will be cer- certainly a fun thing to talk about. Yeah. I, I know we're, we're like, focusing a lot on Microsoft right now, but, like, there's just the one thing I want to, like, I, another thought experiment I want to do right now. Like, um, yeah. basically, like, what do you just even, like, like imagine what the initiative game is going to be? Like, what is that game? What do you think it, what, what do you think <sighs> does it has to be even do you just think it has to be the last of us part two or do you, does it have to be I something really, more really hope not dude oh my god are you with me of like if it's just the last of us part two like fuck this pretty much uh, <laughs> yeah okay so I, I know you you enjoy that game a lot more than me but honestly the i the thought of like something as dreary as that um no like honestly and i don't uh, part of this, I like they. I heard this idea on like a kind of funny podcast. Like they, somebody said, like, what if it's like a Wolverine game? Uh, that could be cool, but maybe not what I'm not what I'm thinking. But like, mm-hmm. I a Marvel game, not in that it's a Marvel game, like it's the brand Marvel or one of their characters, but like it feels like their movies do. You know, like something that like almost Uncharted, I guess, like something that is fun and and has a lot of color and a lot of personality and pops and like immediately there's a character that we see that like i want to hang out with this character for like 30 hours like Mm. that's what i that's in my if you want me to fantasize like this is my optimistic take I, i certainly have like a more cynical take as well but like i really hope Maybe it's like a sassy female character because like Microsoft doesn't she doesn't have to be sassy, but like a, a female protagonist or, you know, very cool if it was like a non-gender conformity protagonist, um, mm-hmm. uh, something like androgynous or something. But 
like obviously Microsoft has the dudes covered. <laughs> so like <laughs> I really think they should go for something like that or at least you know like way chiller <laughs> like way less neck you know what i mean like <laughs> some, some somebody smaller and like human proportioned uh that is like more relatable uh person of color you know like i i think like if you're gonna establish a new brand new thing like make it a really cool different protagonist that we've seen that is like fun it's just like fun to be around for <laughs> like a game, you know? Like right. I want to play a game. Like I've been playing, uh, we talked a little bit before we recorded, like I've been playing the Sly games uh, and I've been replaying Sly 4 and like falling in love with it all over again. And like the thing I can say is like every time I'm like hanging out with that crew of characters, I'm like, I just want to hang out with these people. <laughs> like the, I'm just, this is so fun for me. And, and like there's, there, there's so much tongue in cheek between them. And I want a game like that. Mm. I want something that, and there are games that have done that. And uh, I think like that should be the pitch for Microsoft. I, it's like, if they, it's we're in a Marvel versus DC shit again here, and if I think if they can nail that like kind of more fun tone, like I I think that is like exactly what what they need. What about you? Do you have a thought? Did uh, do you agree? Do you disagree? I mean, like <laughs> I, I think it just has to be. It, it has to be um, almost a Horizon situation, honestly. For the, the way I view Horizon, I should say. Um, uh-huh. Where it has to be something like that, something that has to be game of the year, no matter what, because they just they just want something like that. They can't have something. Like, they can't like have something like where you invest something like into Gears Five, and like no one really talks about it afterwards. And like, and you're doing all the right things with Gears Five too. You're like you're putting more personality with it. You have like um, your female character of color who's like trying to just, um, as your poster child for that game, but like no one really associates it with that game, like. Yeah, like it's like you're doing the right things, but like it's like it doesn't. Your own brand fucked you. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So it's like it's like like I don't know, man. It's like I I feel like they have to like um basically horizon it up and just like get something of that scale of that like you know game of the year stuff in a blender (laughs) to make it something like uh appealing to people. Um, I think that would be cool too, though. Like I, I. I'd be curious what they would do. Yeah, mm-hmm. would it be something familiar or different? Would it be open? Obviously, it'd be open world. Everything's open world. Yeah. Um, I I'd be excited. You know, like any RPG from Microsoft that is like more traditional, because you know, I, I, the old Fable games are so weird and and they play so weird. I think like um, like my hope is basically what you were talking about. Because like I'm 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 realizing that I want that more now. Like this. This something this, fun, yeah. This this dreary bullshit is like that's been dragging me down lately, like in a totally. lot of ways, in, in a lot of ways. And it's like I I need I need a little bit more than that. Like all good stories doesn't have to be like like to have a good story. Like you don't have to have like this depressing shit around it. I feel, and like yeah. I guess that's why now really thinking about it, like now that we are having this conversation, like why I love the Uncharted game so much. And like at the time, totally. sure, at the time, like every game was fun in that type of way like like tongue-in-cheek almost kind of in a way so like it didn't really stand out that way but you can have something like uncharted 4 which is like touch on some good serious stuff like stuff like bars like addiction and like um um lies that's like getting too much and stuff like that and like but still have like hey we all still survived at the end type of thing and like no one yeah. no one had to die <laughs> we don't have to and, have and that I, 
and it can still matter, right? Like the the thing that I liked about the end of Uncharted Four was like nobody died, but everything still mattered, right? Mm-hmm. Just because there wasn't the consequence was you know like Cassie exists, and and there was happy consequences that are good, and and that can be a thing too. Um, very very different than Last of Us. Very now you think about it, like kind of polar opposites, but but yeah, I, I really like that, um, and I think a game that channels that kind of energy is just what Microsoft needs. And like they, they have stuff like that. I think like sea of thieves or has a little bit of that, but that kind of has like a toxicity around it right now. That's, that's not super great. Um, and you know, like, like I, I think they have that kind of tongue in cheekness with a lot of their, their smaller stuff, like, uh, grounded and, uh, uh, bloody, whatever the old kind of uh, ninja theory bleeding game. edge bleeding edge um they definitely had those vibes it was fun vibes but um just just not something cohesive and those are both like multiplayer free-to-play-esque or free-to-play feeling kind of game uh, yeah you know, they were i think they the game pass games i think one of the biggest things microsoft learned in this generation is um multiplayer as like an exclusive thing doesn't really do it for them to yeah. to a certain extent because like i've always said like um oh microsoft should go games to the server because like everybody knows the 360 has a multiplayer thing and like i'm pretty sure everyone who jumped on xbox one for the most part um were multiplayer people um and like this multiplayer multiplayer multiplayer, multiplayer. so like whatever games they should have is that multiplayer and like now i think they're like coming around to like hey and especially with game pass like because you can be experimental and like have on shit on the on that on that service so like they can like do something like uh more risky and more more up to date and like shit this just popped into my mind like like let's just, i'm sorry just like this literally just popped into my mind but like yeah hit me with it. like the fact that like microsoft hasn't done a banjo kazooie anything new it's like it's, yep. that's, that's that's an insane thing, and like that's something they I feel that they need to be doing. Like like the two things that I feel that like they need to be doing right now is like like do do a, a banjo kazoo like literally just that's like do the make good from from the fans' point of view, not just like the 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 three sixty fans or I should say like not just like the gears fans and not just the Halo fans, but like do like this other aspect, this whole other aspect that you have that you you're not really like going into like you haven't really done that since rare replay and like yeah that's when that's what people like love that shit in a different aspect so like i feel like that's another aspect they need to go for is like that and like getting themselves a, a japanese studio i feel yeah what japanese studio would you put in there though i mean they've got tango tango is a japanese studio <laughs> like like i like i said man like um i think that them making their own studio would be the best thing and like like I've been I've been preaching about the the, the, the about the Tabata thing by forever <laughs> as a prediction. Um, yeah, I, I just think that makes the most sense. Um, yeah. Just so that this they just don't like, not really like it's it's not a death warrant, but like I, I feel like uh, that's a certain aspect of gaming. I don't think you can really get. Despite even having something as good as Game Pass um, in, in the Japanese market, um, I, I think you just need to like, like always get your third parties. Like, make sure, make sure we don't have another situation where another 2017 situation. Basically, make sure that shit never happens again. Where like 
all these like pretty much all the games of the years didn't come out on xbox which didn't that, that, that makes no sense to me at that time yeah. and like eventually they got near eventually got the these other um franchises but like never make just make sure you don't have a situation like that happening again like sure there's going to be situations where there's a final fantasy 16 or whatever but like don't make like literally like the top five games of that year the best reviewed games of that year and they're not on xbox like that's that's that was insanity at that time yeah it killed them mm. Uh yeah, I don't know. I I I I think like a cool idea would be something like Tokyo RPG Factory on the Square Enix side, like make a studio like that, a small studio that makes kind of classic style games. Um, but but I think you got to do it better than Tokyo RPG's been doing. You gotta you gotta mm-hmm. have character personality or or like do something like um the the Trails of Cold Steel games, like make a franchise. I know it's a risk, but like. Um, those games started really small, but you know their fan base grew and grew and grew, and now it's like a it's a seventy game epic or whatever. You know, Scott White's playing through all of them, um, and you know he says it's like almost Avengers style when like characters from one like full trilogy show up in the mainline games, and like suddenly you're mixing the the full parties of both games. Kind of reminds me of, like Persona Q and and those those kind of cool JRPG crossover things. I think doing something indie don't like necessarily go for that right out the gate but start and make classic style games could be cool do you think they uh, should go the um do you think they should go to the lost Odyssey and um blue dragon route again that they did before or do you think that was just too much of a of a wash I, don't know. I, I think it's a good idea i think like that a lot of why that being a wash was because it was 2008 2009 and it was a weird time and i, I think there was a lot less communication and and Phil Spencer wasn't in charge. Sure. You know? sure. Like I, I I think if they did something like that today, I think it'd be way more exciting, honestly. Mm. Um I mean almost like the the Tales of Rise stuff kind of scratches a similar similar edge. Like they, they've had Tales at their show every every time for the last couple of games. Um I guess Perseria was the last one at PlayStation show. Um but the Vesperia remaster and then uh Tales of Rise announcement. So like that that's a similar thing. There's no exclusivity there, but that's a similar thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I, I a Japanese studio might help, but I think they just gotta actually wrangle all the studios they've got right now and and make them feel cohesive in some way at all because they don't right now. Right. Because like we'll see. Like when Final Fantasy VII eventually comes on that system, like you know, like is it like. Is it is it is it a finally? Is it like finally, or is it like, yay? I mean, I, I don't know. Like, what what what's what's the thing? I don't know, man. But I mean, I I hope it's a finally, and I'm excited because like they haven't patched that game at all. <laughs> mm. And I and you know it, it's not it's not like the game's broken or anything, but it has a, a lot of visual issues that I I imagine maybe they're just working on a better version of that game. Uh, that will come out on PS5 and and Xbox Series X, kind of simultaneously. That's that's what I'm thinking. So, mm. uh, and that would be what April next year. So, I th- I think that that's what what's happening. I don't know if it'll be exciting, but I'll certainly fucking play it again. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'll be there, be like, hell yeah, 4K, 60 frames per second. I'm I'm here for this. <laughs> this is all I wanted. Um, PlayStation. God. Yeah, PlayStation, man. How are you feeling? We got we saw the UI today. Did you watch that? Yeah, I did. I love it, man. I love the look of it. I I'm surprised. Um, 
maybe I shouldn't be. Maybe. <laughs> but like it does the, the, it does look significantly like different in the ways it when you like like it, it feels like uh because like this is like the thing I was like kind of giving credit for um a little bit um over Microsoft's um for Sony at least um for the little bit that they showed out obviously because they're dripping us but like um mm-hmm. it's like there it looks like they're really trying to like at least present it in a way where it's like oh this is next gen like you know because they were the first thing about the the loading thing of Spider Man because they showed that 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 um that thing from like a year or two ago now of um the yeah. spider-man loading and stuff like that and like um uh just the fact that like, you could like kind of like watch two screens at the same time like that's like that's so cool dude. yeah like that's like a dual monitor on your system so like that's that's pretty fucking cool <laughs> if, if, they, if they let you do that with like youtube and stuff like that i mean that's that's a game changer honestly yeah honestly and like um like they didn't mention on on there, but like I'm hoping they have like they still have the uh the game share thing or um I, I forget what it's called um on PlayStation, but like basically Parsec share play, yeah share play. That's what it's like hopefully I have, uh, hopefully they still have that and like improve on that and like make it basically Parsecs um on the PlayStation. So like um you know like you could do multiplayer games and um all in the same system so that'd be really really cool Mm -hmm. um the hint videos man is such a fucking thing that i've wanted forever um and it's definitely an idea i've had of like man wouldn't it be great if if like achievements or whatever just had built-in hint videos and and like you know the screenshot of the moment you get a trophy or whatever is he's almost i feel of that ilk but, Mm -hmm. but this is obviously different um it being like exclusive to playstation plus users is really weird but I don't know if you saw that. Yeah, I did. <laughs> it's only it's only for plus. It's so weird, but um, it's so brilliant. It's just like I love how it's integrated. I love the little cards. I wonder, you know, how cumbersome that's going to be eventually when you've got like twenty cards of like progress on stuff hmm. that you don't you just don't give a shit about. You're like, all right, well, I'm just playing this game. I, I don't want the trophies in it, so like get this shit out of my way. <laughs> but but yeah, I, I imagine like getting between stuff is going to be quick and um. They didn't really, you know, I still have a lot of questions. They didn't really show, uh, like, how switching between two games looks and and how many games you can switch between. I forget if they told a number about that. I think it's two on PS5. Um, You can have kind of two games suspended at once. Um, I heard anything about suspension on PlayStation 5, honestly. I feel feel like I heard two games a very long time ago. um, In some Forbes article. Like, um, okay. Um, cause like all, from all, from all of that I've seen and stuff like that, it's just like, Hey, they, they just, the game just loads super fast. And like, that's, that's, that's kind of like the same thing, but also different, obviously. So, yeah, I remember they were, remember they, they talked about, it was Cerny talking about this, uh, how you could like see your friend in a, another game and quick resume a game that you were in and right. jump into their game. Okay. So uh, it's something from that. I'll have to go back and find out, but, but. Yeah, I imagine, like, if there's really no loading, it's a non-issue, but, like, I might have to fucking circle through all the, the game studio and engine logos at the front of every game. Like, the way they talk about it, it's like that stuff isn't going to be in the game, in games anymore. It's just going to jump right to the, the start screen, depending on the situation. So, mm-hmm. a lot of questions still, a lot of questions. But it looks good. I uh, I decided, I, I haven't told you yet, but I decided on my, my digital edition. Okay. 
I looked at my my physical PS4 games. And I was like, this is nothing. <laughs> <laughs> this is honestly like like three of the games are are st- like Overwatch was like the biggest one. I was like, I'll probably have to rebuy this, but it's fine. I can live with that. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I it, hearing about how the because they had a blog post recently as well about how your digital games will show up on PS5 just the way you would think they would um, is cool. And like, essentially that stuff is in parity with Xbox, but just only on PS4. Mm-hmm. Um, it just, it makes me feel like we're so close, but so far, you know what I mean? Uh, if only all my digital PS3 games just showed up, how cool would that be? Man. Um, do you think it's one of those things where that like, like Xbox one, they'll add that later for PS3. Yeah. Like the only thing I, the literally the only solution I can see them having is honestly just like expanding PlayStation Now to a point where, but like it, it's it's fine. No, yeah. it's not fine, dude. It's, it fucking sucks because like it's not, yeah. It, Especially it, but, compared to the competition, it's just not good enough. Yeah, like it's 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 just something that like I think they understand they can live with and get by, like. You know, like this is the this is the the thing Microsoft is like putting front and foremost for everybody. Just like, hey, all your games carry over. You're fine. If you have legacy with us, you're good. So it was like, sure, that's cool for people who have Xbox One. But like, if I want to get to that system, get into that ecosystem now, it's like, oh man, I have Overwatch on PlayStation. I have um, Final Fantasy on PlayStation. I have I have um, Fallout Four on PlayStation. Well, I guess I have to either rebuy or hopefully it'll be on Game Pass type of thing. What what's great is Game Pass is the solution to that though. Yeah, like it really isn't a hopefully because I think three out of those four games are on Game Pass, right? Like mm-hmm. it it is really covers a lot of ground. It does, and 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 it's it's impressive that Microsoft has has made enough grounds to do that. Plus, like thinking about like I I I don't know if it was the episode that you were on briefly uh, where I said like imagine those people that like had 360 but had PS4 and are going back to Series X and mm-hmm. just seeing their library show up just right. like magic like literal magic I remember when that shit started happening on Xbox One like I would text back and forth with you like oh they're adding this game next month or, or this week and and it was like that it just shows up in your library magic um, so just like the idea of someone even outside of all that jumping into xbox one and being like oh shit like not only can i play all this stuff through game pass like i remember playing skyrim on 360 maybe that version's available on game pass as well because why not because uh it's bethesda like okay yeah like and you load up that and it has your old 360 save mm-hmm. like it's a cloud saves right like it, there there is Microsoft has just laid such a, a fine, perfect net to catch all of us in and coddle us in their like their <laughs> ecosystem, um, and it, it it's impressive. It's like every time I think about it and think about how all that shit just works, I it blows my mind. Mm-hmm. And that's why I say like it, uh, it, it sucks that I can't just put like my copy of Eye of Judgment. I don't fucking know, and my PlayStation Five it, it'll work. <laughs> <laughs> but you can put most games in there and it'll work. We looked at that list and it's Shadow Complex and that's it. Yeah, it doesn't matter. There was like one other game where I was like, that's weird. But uh, I, I yeah, literally it, wonder why. It must be some like license thing. Even mm-hmm. especially if you think like PT's not on that list, right? Like maybe that'll work if you do the like the digital transfer. 
uh, and stuff like that. So it's kind of wild. Mm. Mm, what was it? It, it was uh, Afro Samurai 2, right? That was the, yeah. <laughs> the other weird one. So specific. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. How you feel about PlayStation at all, just in general? Um, You know, I, I feel better about it. Like, um, Yeah, I'm excited. I'll be honest with you, man. I'm like really stoked to play Spider-Man and to play Demon's Souls. Yeah, like, um, like Demon Souls is the only thing probably right now that I care about as far as like a PlayStation Five game. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, obviously I'll play Miles Morales. Um, and like, um, you'll send me a hateful text message <laughs> about it. Ho- hopefully, I'm praying to God that you do because I want that. No, I'm gonna be silent. I'm gonna be so fucking silent. <laughs> yeah, just the the guy in the room that just doesn't say a goddamn peep about it. <laughs> um. But like, like I um, like I don't know, man. Like, the like the basically the games aren't there for me. This is flat out. Um, Across both consoles, really, I would say. Yeah, but um, look, but like, I, like I keep saying about with like Xbox, the li- the library is there for Xbox. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, like just the fact that they're fucking doing shit with with my order shit is just like. That that speaks to me, like, like you know, I I, I, fucking, too. I fucking yeah. bought a PC just so I could play older games and like in, in a in the best way possible. Like I bought Alan Wake, that's like a ten year old game, and like I could put it in four K because um it's a PC game, so like that's because why the fuck not? And it, you know and it looks fucking amazing. It looks so sharp. I love it. Yeah. It's so good, dude. <laughs> and, yeah, but, like, I get it, man. Uh, like I'm so excited that Microsoft is injecting the the shit about pc ecosystem that i like into their ecosystem Mm -hmm. and they're like making that their exclusive thing Mm -hmm. and i think that's brilliant especially like considering microsoft as a company and what they do uh and it's awesome and i can't wait you know Mm -hmm. i can't wait but but like i i'm also excited to you know play a bunch of PS4 games on PS5 and see how much of a difference is made. Uh, I'm excited to. I, I guess what to, I'm, I'm, I guess what I'm saying is like I have my expectations so low as far as like even like older it's gonna work. Yeah, exactly. Because like, sure, it, it, it's just the fact that like if it does like the bare minimum, I was like, okay, I guess that's fine. If if Bloodborne runs at 60 frames, like sure that'd be cool. Um, actually, that's that'd be amazing. Uh, <laughs> that'd be really cool, dude. But, I would play that whole game again. I promise. Like, like, if it, if it, like that. I mean, that's the bar for me. Like, if it could get Bloodborne to like 4K 60, that'd be amazing. I think that'd be. I'm already gonna play Sekiro again on Xbox Series X. <laughs> it runs at fucking flawless 4K 60, apparently. So. Yeah, I I'm totally with you. Yeah. Like I that's that's the thing. I want to try that shit out. And and I I was talking about this um I maybe it was on the stream we did the other night. But like what I'm so excited about that we've never had before for this launch and I'm really looking forward to it is like that first day instead of like well I'm playing Resogun and that's it. Right. Um it's going to be like, well, I tried to play this game and I tried to play this game and everyone kind of comparing notes on like what runs better, what looks better, um, what games kind of take advantage of the new systems the best of the old library on top of the, the new stuff and everyone kind of playing and hopefully having a good time with the new games. Like that, I think, is going to be a very communal and fun and nostalgic vibe that, that I think is going to be good across both platforms, certainly way more on the Xbox side. Um, but I think PS5 will have that too and I think that'll be fun. 
is the only optimism I have left in me. <laughs> it's just like I think about things, man. Like I think about like something something so random, like Tokyo Jungle, for instance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a game that's like maybe like runs like fifteen frames a second. Um, I, I don't remember. I'm just saying this out off the top of my head. Um, but like that game's on PlayStation now, and you could play that on PlayStation now, but Obviously, you have your latency and all that, the the common issues of PlayStation now, but you don't have any of the DLCs that like I I downloaded Pomeranian or whatever yeah. in that game or whatever, yeah. and like I can't do that because like what play, the way PlayStation now is structured is just like the vanilla game. So like unless there's a game of the year edition of that game, you're just not gonna be able to play that. And it's just like you know like it's basically just emulating the PS3. So like it's just the PS3 version of that game. So like I can't have like a better version of that. Or like a like like a game that like enhances that in any sort of way where I still keep my DLCs or whatever, and this is like it's like you know it's like a service wraps on PlayStation now. I was literally thinking a service wrap. I was about to say it, you <laughs> bastard. <laughs> a game that runs like maybe twenty frames on on PlayStation. 3. It's gonna run at sixty FPS on Xbox Series X, and it's gonna be fucking incredible. <laughs> and I can't have the DLCs on PlayStation now. So like that that doesn't ruin the game, but like you're missing a, the biggest aspect about that game. So that's my whole thing with PlayStation right now. Like if they if they did PlayStation Plus better, or not PlayStation now, PlayStation now better, like that I think that would be the biggest thing. But I I don't think they're I I think that surface is just like what it is, like just literally yeah. what it is. And it's, it's it's either gonna get better or it's gonna go away forever. Like I don't think they're gonna put any more PlayStation Three games on that thing. And like they 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 even they put PlayStation One games on that on that fucking system or on that service. This, so, but this is where like competition breeds innovation. Like I think if Xbox pulls ahead, like that shit might actually happen. <laughs> I hope we'll see. Yeah, I hope so too, man. Cause like I bought a lot of PS3. I mean, like think about like leading up to this, like the like the one thing I wanted, one thing Scott White wanted is just like, hey, I I, I want to play Metal Gear Solid Five or Metal Gear Solid One on my PlayStation Five for whatever the fuck reason because we're stupid and old. Yeah, but like, yeah, it, like you can't do that, and it just it just that's the thing that like just bums me out about it. Um, and then like it could and and because the thing about it is like you have more legacy, you have the thing that like people care about this shit and like it, it, when it seems like they don't and when you have someone like jim ryan like be your head and like it makes it seem like they don't care about that type of stuff then it's like i, I don't know why i hate jim ryan so much but i, I just don't like that guy <laughs> i just don't know why I don't like that guy. he's fine jim ryan's fine he's not great but he's not he's not the worst i do miss do you ever miss jackie t though <laughs> I miss I miss I miss I miss Jackie T all the time, man. Jack Trent, man. I mean, like, because uh, like when I think about like what Sean Layton did, and like Sean Layton probably more or less brought back Crash, but he did bring back Medieval. He did something like Concrete Genie, a game I didn't play, but I have and I need to play. Um, he loves that game too, man. yeah. But like he's someone, and he talked about Vib Ribbon, and he brought that back for, for whatever reason. I have PlayStation, um, what Expo, whatever they're uh, what's called yeah, PlayStation Experience. Thank you. Um, so like he cared about legacy, and I don't know if Jim Ryan does, and that's just my thing. That's 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 just, that's where I feel sure, about it. Sure, sure. I yeah, but I I think there's still a lot of people at PlayStation that do care about legacy. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and and so I I think we'll we'll get a little bit of both. Uh, but but really, like I said, you know, if the, if the tides start a changing, that's gonna convince them real quick that they need to start caring right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. It's it's hard to say. Who do you so? Do you think that there is like obviously PlayStation's? I think gonna do better out the gate, right? Just because they got that they got that last gen heat. You know, they're coming in hot. Do you think Microsoft pulls ahead this generation? It's complicated. And I say it's complicated because um, of the, if I take out the enthusiast aspect of it and think about the Mm -hmm. grander scope of things, and I think about like pretty much the conversation that we're having right now, or, or the conversation of like, you have with Damien and I have with Katie, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, where she got a PlayStation 5, and she's going to get that. Um, I told her about the PlayStation collection literally today. Um, the PlayStation Plus collection of, like, um, that's, that, you know, you get all these legacy games that, like, she didn't really, like, experience when she had a PlayStation 5 or a PlayStation 4. So, like, uh, she's like, oh, okay, I can finally play The Last Guardian. Like, yes, you finally can play The Last Guardian. We can finally talk about it. Type of thing. Um... And like she just rebought The Witcher Three on that system on PlayStation Four because she just heard that like oh I can I can bring that back okay so I'm gonna buy it on this system so I can play it again and like have her PlayStation Five type of thing. Um, it, it's it's more about like what's more important as far as like because like I think the thing that PlayStation has and like if they keep this up uh, they'll they'll continue to have it is like they have mainstream on their on their on their side they have two yeah. K they have call of duty they have uh pretty much the biggest games advertised for their system so like in the and they have like other aspects as well they have like exclusive deals with like even though they're you know like they're bought by microsoft now they have like ghostwire and they have like um uh death loop and they have um Final fantasy 16 um it, it's stuff like that that like like unfortunately like the the money hatting for uh for sony is like what's gonna like really bring them they'll have the advertisement but like it's like it's like it's like kind of like um you know like pop popular music and like um you know like the underground music where it's like it's still popular still good it's probably even the best music that you'll ever hear but like underground i mean but like you know like you'll still have your you know, your mumble rap type of thing. And like, I guess Sony's mumble rap in like Microsoft. Is, I don't know. I'm just mumbling now. I don't, I don't know. What I do. No, no, I, I like it. I like this, this comparison. I also don't understand it. So it, it, it was lost on me. Yeah. I, I kind of <laughs> lost what I was trying to say. Um, no, no, I, I think, I just think the, the value proposition of Xbox is going to pay off in the long term. I really think so. I re- I really think, once uh, their their new lineup of exclusives, their Fable, their Halo, their uh, whatever the game I can't remember the name of their fantasy game, um, and and whatever Elder Scrolls Six and Starfield turn out to be, once they're out, and and I think that whole lineup on top of all the stuff we don't know about, like you know Hellblade Two and all those things, um, in the initiatives game maybe, I think the the tides will start to shift. Kind of like how the the PS3 started to pull out at the end of the 360. I think that's how it's going to go. I think there there's, there might be a few years where it's like, all right, 
pretty in parity of what it was last time around, but I think they'll they'll start to pull up. Okay, I I have a better way of saying what I was trying to say. <laughs> sure, sure. Um, I guess like the only way PlayStation will stay on top is if they make their price of seventy dollars for a game, uh, mm. basically be worth that money. And I think that's the only way. I think that I think, like you, I think that makes sense. Hear, hear me out. Here's an idea. Mm-hmm. If you buy the game new, you get access to the multiplayer. <laughs> but if you buy it, <laughs> no, no, no. Here, you buy a game at the full price, you get all the DLC. But if you buy the game used or on sale, you don't get all the DLC. That they did that. that was I know. Do it again. Project ten dollars. <laughs> um. I had a thought and lost, lost it, but like I, I, I do feel like, um, like, uh, cause you know, yeah, like, cause like, think about it, like, we can't, like, after after this generation, and the games cost seventy dollars, so you're, yeah. you're when you're increasing the price, you can't have shit like the Avengers anymore, where it comes like as a half game type of thing. You can't, yeah, you can't, you can't do that anymore, and like. Oh, I never even told you this theory that I was thinking what the next generation is pretty much going to be. Um, I hope you're right, also, because I feel like you're going to be we're going to be really depressed when we find out that you that people are still going to try this and and people are still going to get real pissed. Yeah, um, but like I think what the next generation is going to be is pretty much what The Last of Us and um uh was it Cyberpunk is is doing, where like you'll get your single player now, where it's polished. And then, like, you'll get your multiplayer layer in a, in a separate mm. thing. Maybe it'll be free-to-play. Maybe it'll have battle passes and shit like that to make it worth it or whatever. But, like, I think I think you're going to have to separate those things. And the only reason I think of that is because, like, you know, games are getting bigger. So, like, um, and they're, not getting, they're fucking not getting smaller. So, like, um, yep. so, like that's going to be an issue for both systems. Because, like, when, it, when it's barely a terabyte on each of them, um, it, it, that's just going to add up. And Call of Duty's, like, you know, like... 150 gigs, I think, right now, or something like that, something along those lines. So, like, um, when it takes up that much, um, you're gonna have find you have to do some different solutions. So, I think, like, maybe not for Call of Duty. Call, Call of Duty is an extreme case. It's like, you know, like the biggest games, like as far as like Call of Duty and like uh, NBA and Madden, which are like 100 gigabyte games. Like, um, uh, I think that's like, I think that's fine because like that's what the mainstream only plays more or less. So, like, they'll mm-hmm. be fine. So, like, uh, as far as, like, other games, like, um, exclusive games, I think they're going to have, like, if they're going to have a multiplayer element to it, like, I think it's going to be put out separately. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't know if the, like, the architecture or the setup of the new consoles is going to make, make it easier to make games smaller. Definitely PlayStation thought it would, but I don't know how that's going to translate to Microsoft. But we'll do you, see. But do you agree with me about, like, um, $70 and, like, not... The, the general public is not taking that anymore as far as it's like interesting to to hear that i like i didn't i haven't thought about it to be honest like i, I really have tried not to think about the 70 dollar game tag mm-hmm. thing at all because oh, i'm yeah it, i'm the same way <laughs> it's really depressing and it's just like thinking like like 120 for two games like, it feels justifiable and then once you hit 140 it's like so close to 150 it's like oh that cuts me deep but it makes me feel like um I wonder if any game prices will go up to 30 kind of more consistently as well. 
Uh, they've kind of already made their way up to 20 in a, in a consistent way, mm. which isn't bad. You know, like I, I'm happy to pay $20 for an indie game. Uh, but I don't know. Uh, I, I, I want to believe, I want to say yes. I want to, I want to believe you, but I just, I feel like it, there's going to be at least a couple years where, where that's going to be a problem. Oh, um, I, I, I imagine it's still going to be a problem. Like <laughs> no, no one's thinking about it. I just think it's like, like when we like it's already to the point it's unacceptable for the internet so like when you're paying 70 dollars and it's still that bullshit it's like oh no 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 now yeah yeah that was gonna be toxic for the sake of toxic type of thing i have a feeling like the the industry just as a whole is on its way to like we really got to start addressing this and 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 alongside addressing that is addressing crunch uh, mm-hmm. And I, I don't know what the fallout of that is going to be, but I, I think it might be games take way longer to make, um, <sighs> and I think that th- that has to be okay for a while. Yeah, I think we're in the weirdest of time, dude. Because like with the pandemic happening right now, like people got to reassess like what's important right now. I think that's what's happening, and I, I really think there's going to be a fallout for 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 crunch and and for buggy games. Like I think yeah. those two things are hand in hand. Because like uh, I, I think people can. I, I would I would assume believing humanity um at this moment but like people understand that games are taking longer because of the pandemic so it'll be like okay that's fine like delay Halo for a year if you can make that game stellar when it comes out like do that mm-hmm. and I think people will be understanding of that um and like even even the fact of announcing games early like um I think I think everything has to change around as far as like the aspect of as far as like um you know like what the hell are we doing as far as like putting out a game and like you know you need like five patches before it's even like stable or or sellable type of thing or even yeah or even day one patches like how are how are patches gonna be like in the next generation in general yeah are they gonna be bigger are they gonna be smaller are people gonna be able to get away Do with you have to redownload the entire fucking game <laughs> every, every yeah. patch like please no yeah it's there's a lot of stuff that's up in the air that I mean, I'm excited to find out this stuff. Like, I'm sure it's gonna be bumpy for those first couple of months, and I'm excited for that too. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, you know, just things not working, things not downloading, accounts not working. Yeah, I have a feeling. Like, I'm at like, is there gonna be an issue with backwards compatible PS4 games that you last played before you change your PSN name on PS5? Like you know, like I could see that totally being a, a something that causes issues or whatever. Uh, so I, I, I will I say know. that I'm I'm slightly sad that we're um, like I, I will say like the future me is sad um, that like oh man, there's not gonna be a rise on a Rome or a knack or something of the equivalent around this time you know type of thing where it's like oh no the closest you get is destruction all-stars and godfall buddy yeah basically (laughs) all you get yeah which you know we get at least a couple of like launch game launch games but they're not like the most memorable i think Mm. not to say that rise son of rome was very memorable (laughs) clearly Uh, man, Crytek made that game. Can you fucking believe that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> they were, they were going to make a, a Connect game. Yeah, and, they, and yeah. that game had Connect shit in it. Uh-huh. God, what a what an insane seven years. I'll I'll say, and and I'm I, I think we're probably gonna we should check in maybe like December, 
mm-hmm. are you you're not gonna are you gonna have a console at launch either of them yeah i have a playstation 5 at launch that's paid off okay. this needs to get delivered got it got it yeah i will have both so maybe we'll, we'll check in uh post december um or, or in december to see like post-launch how, how we're feeling how we're vibing yeah because um, um i'll be it'll be interesting to see like if i can acquire a series x um because like obviously mm-hmm. i want one now um and um like you know like post-launch like how that experience going to be because that would be my experience yeah, as far as totally. like trying to get that and it, it's the one to try and get it's probably gonna be the one that sells out a little slower right so yeah hopefully uh, we'll but uh, but i think i think they're both gonna be flying off shelves mm-hmm. for sure mm-hmm. I mean, all three, if you include uh, four, if you include the digital. I mean, the digital edition of the PS5 may not exist. I'm going to find out. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really hope I get it. Um, but yeah, how do you feel? Just one last thing, mm-hmm. and then we, we can wrap it up. How do you feel? And this is going to be a topic we'll have to revisit, I think, probably like next year, early next year or something. But if, if we've really lived through the swan songs of the PS4 or Xbox One, how do you feel about them? Any standouts from this year that feel like really good swan songs for these consoles? Uh, you mean like the game that like, sticks out? Or- yeah, like I'm, I'm talking about like the GTA Five and the Last of Us Part Ones of the PS3 360 era. You know, like those big the Bioshock Infinites, <laughs> the games people really remember. You know. Mm. <laughs> uh. Persona 5 Royal is a weird one because yeah. it's like, it feels like a 2017 game, but I'm happy it came out in 2020. Yeah. Um. Uh, Last of Us Part 2. No. Yeah, no. Agree. <laughs> uh, Ghost of Tsushima, no, definitely not. Probably Final Fantasy 7. Honestly. Final Fantasy 7 does feel like a, a cool swan song game because that game is just bananas looking. It, it looks so good. Has the visual issues, but texture issues, but god damn, does it just look incredible. Damn. Now, um, I want to wrap up, but like, it's like now I want to think about like um, what game of the year is going to look like that. You know. It's going gonna, it's gonna to look like Persona 5 Royal and Spelunky 2, my guy. I mean, I mean like in, <laughs> as far as other people. The the game awards. Oh, well, like, oh, that, the people that don't matter. Yeah, basically. <laughs> it's got it's gotta be the last of us, right? I just think it's everything's gonna be the last of us part two. <sighs> Cyberpunk, but like it's see like I said, this isn't the, the conversation for another day, but like, yeah, like the, I think that's a good conversation. Cyberpunk might be too problematic. We'll have to wait and see. Well the last of us was problematic in its own ways too. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. But I'm saying it's gonna be Cyberpunk's gonna be way more problematic, I think. Oh yeah, like I, I believe me, I know that exponentially. <laughs> but at the same time, though, it's like no, let's let, we should cut it actually. <laughs> Save that content for another day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I, I will say like Splunky Two has been really cool. It, it is such a like a. It coincided a lot with the end of the last generation, but like obviously, I've I played a lot of that game on PS4. As a matter of um, fact, um, we should do that. Number one, number two, mm-hmm. um, we should bring Quinn on because I remember he he messaged me when I said it randomly on Twitter. He said he wanted to talk about it, so that's like a thought of like where we'll be at as far as like game of the like the, the probably the six uh, games of this year 
where are we going to be at? And like Quinn could bring a very interesting eye as far as like indie games, I feel. Sure, sure. So like I, I, I would like to have that conversation most definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, he's just like been telling me about Eichenfeld. He's talking about Undertale vibes for that game. I'm like, ooh. He's like, this might be a sleeper. I'm like, okay. I'll keep my eye on it. Yeah, I don't know. There's, there's Final Fantasy VII Remake. There's nothing for Xbox. That's the thing, which is a shame. Which has been like the story for like the last. The story of the Xbox One, man. It's a God. Bummer. I'm really, I'm really excited for that to just not be the case for the Series X. That's what I'm saying, Any, man. It's, uh. Anything that, that is just not that is going to be awesome and fun and exciting regardless. Like when the, when for the past seven years, you're talking about PlayStation exclusives and like the third party of that year and like there's nothing for Xbox. like that's that's insane yeah it's a bummer even like things like halo 5 that that tanked or, or just were not what people want gears for which was cool and i think that was the one that got some recognition but then five kind of sullied a lot of that it seems like and and then like nothing that's the thing else. about five dude i have no idea i have no idea yeah, what like, I, anybody's I, like opinion of the game yeah, I have not finished it. I I have no opinion of that game. Insane. Should finish that game. Uh, yeah, it's a bummer. But but you know, all to be fair, Nintendo also had some seller years in there. So like, it wasn't just PlayStation yeah. ruling the roost for seven years. True, but true, true. yeah, it was definitely, um, definitely sad to see Microsoft like not have any big moments. That like Halo Three was like such a moment for them, you mm-hmm. know, and nothing came close. Even Gears 3, I would say it was a big moment for them, too. I love Gears 3, dude. Yeah, Gears 3 is so good. Man, Ice-T is like... <laughs> it's fucking wild. Are you excited uh, to potentially buy a Switch Pro next year? Because <laughs> I yeah, am fucking I, <laughs> I also am. Like, I'm legitimately... We're talking about all this. I was actually going to bring this up of, like, how fucking funny is that all this happening and then, like, 4K Switch is happening next year, probably. Um, yeah, even if it's just like some upscaling thing, like I got the TV it's, to take advantage. It's so of it. funny, dude. It's like anything, like any kind of boost. Like I don't give a fuck. Just give me something new, more powerful than what I got, and I'm good with it. And it, I'll it, buy like, it. it doesn't. It doesn't have to be a fancy thing. Like if it can run at 4K or, or upres upscale to 4K and look look good on like a modern display, then like I'm and I can just play Nintendo games and it, things will be a little bit snappier. Hell yeah, I'm I'm here for it. Mm-hmm. You know. Like and, and honestly, that's all Nintendo needs to do because all every fucking game they put out is like stellar. <laughs> so like, if they can just have something that is comparable and fine, uh, like their games will just do the rest of the work for them. So, mm-hmm. which is like a great. That's why Nintendo cruise. They're cruising through twenty twenty. They're like, all right, we had to delay a bunch of games, but we are making money this year. I didn't know Animal Crossing could sell this much. Uh, yeah, all this is honestly moot when Animal Crossing turns out to be the best-selling game of the year over, like, fucking Call of Duty or something. <laughs> uh, that game hasn't even had its holiday season yet, you know? Ooh, that sounds like a bet. Oh, yeah, it does sound like the a bet. The best-selling game of 2020? <laughs> yeah. I think it's going to be Animal Crossing. Yeah, it's got to be. It's got to be. There's no way. It, it, it's, it's like 26 million units, I think, right now, and it hasn't had a Christmas yet. Ooh, dude, that's such a good bet. Because it's like, you have, well, more you, have the next, you have the next gen Call of Duty as well, so like you have double mm. the Call of Duty. So, ooh, man. Yeah. We got to find somebody that'll take this <laughs> <laughs> Some fucking Dumbo that'll take this bet. 
<laughs> yeah, that's that's a that's an interesting conversation just because Call of Duty doesn't sell as much anymore. So, yeah, that's <laughs> not wild. as much. Yeah, it's still obscene, <laughs> but not as much. Not thirty three million. It's more of like the twenty six million. Uh, yeah, man. D- fucking Microsoft and PlayStation can put out consoles all they want, but Nintendo's still gonna have the best selling game of the year for sure. That's kind of wild. Mm-hmm. What a year. Anyway, Bye. thanks for hanging out with us uh, and chatting uh, and listening to us talk about PlayStation and Microsoft, our f- two favorite topics. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm excited. We This is probably going to be the last time we have a one-on-one before uh, the consoles come out. I'm going to have both at launch because I'm, I'm very fortunate to, to say that I can do that. Uh, you'll have a PlayStation 5. The, the, the disk drive one, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I'm getting the digital one and a Series X. I don't so. have a, a UHD player that works. So, Oh, I yeah, that it. makes sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Luckily, the, the Series X will just fill that, that whole... F- I guess mm. I, I no longer have one either. I didn't. I just realized in this moment. <laughs> I have. I own all of one UHD, which is uh, Spider-Man Miles, or not Miles Morales, uh, in the Spider Verse. Mm. But hey, I would love to watch that right now. Um, uh, but yeah, we will hopefully reconvene in December. Like I said, after we've had some time to uh, sink in, we're talking about in the the Slack. And forgive me for people listening to this to extend this, but also. Uh, I, I don't know when this is going to happen, but we're talking about extra life and like, what do we want to, when do we want to do extra life? And uh, I, I would prefer to do it after the consoles come out. Cause like, to be honest, I'm over it. <laughs> I'm over these load times. I would write, I would like to, <laughs> to not have to deal with that in a, in a long streaming session. Uh, but someone want to do it before. So that way it doesn't like fuck us all up. I don't know. How do you feel? Well, I'll go with that. Yeah. Doing it after. Yeah. I can do it after. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be fun. I figure what we'll do is is you, me, Scott, and Tony, we could do like our Sunday block, and just uh, do if we're gonna do like shifts and stuff, we could just do that, and that could be really fun. Okay. Um, maybe we could play Splunky too if the multiplayer is up by then. It has it's gonna have crossplay when it uh, launched on PC. So ooh, okay, which is really cool. Didn't it launch on PC already? Um, the multiplayer is not launched on PC. Oh. The online multiplayer. Uh, local multiplayer is out, obviously, but they were they said they would wait for the online so that when it launches, it'll be better, and it will also be cross-play with PS5, uh, PS4. Gotcha. Very exciting. Uh, but yeah, look out for look out for that. Look out for Extra Life whenever that's going to happen. We'll figure that out later. And um, thanks for hanging out with us. Don't forget to subscribe. Rational Passions presents. It's actually a really great. Quinn did a. Um, uh, a conversation with uh, with a couple of folks about Hades recently that's on IP Presents. You should listen to that too. Uh, check out uh, my other conversations and uh, listen to Irrational Passions podcast, which is uh, live every Saturday on youtube.com slash Irrational Passions, the other show that we're both on. Um, and uh, we're going to talk more about all this stuff there. And we'll be talking about the new consoles the moment that they're out, presumably, or like the week that they're out. Um, so to check into that. So uh, thanks for uh, thanks for hanging out. Thanks, Nobshin, for chatting with me. It's always a gosh dang pleasure. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you all for listening. Be good to one another. Be safe out there. Uh, go vote if you haven't already, um, or plan plan to vote uh, if uh, on the November third, whenever the day is. Um, and uh, I love you. Goodbye. Bye.